This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 37. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. When was the last time that you fully 100% luxuriated? I mean, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we're 100% just being you. This might be a woo-woo episode for some of you, but yesterday (laughs) I had a four-hour bender on spa treatments. You see, I'm in Mexico right now. I'm in Cancun, Mexico. A friend of ours is getting married, and we are at the Hard Rock Riviera Maya for her wedding. We are at the Hard Rock... Riviera Maya in Cancun, Mexico, uh, for a wedding of ours. A friend of ours is getting married. And so one of the things that I always make sure to do when on vacation is prioritize my spa treatments. Full body massage is like the bare minimum. (laughs) So I want to talk about, um, this idea of luxuriating, Back in April, I was at a mastermind conference for the Life Coach School, and the founder, Brooke Castillo, was talking about a friend of hers who, you know, hates exercise, loves naps, loves all the things, um, self-care and self-love, and her friend calls it luxuriating. So that's what this episode is all about, because as much as it's like, well, duh, it's almost like, but what if we started asking some more questions of ourselves and getting really, really focused in on what luxuriating means for us? Like I still kind of get tripped up on the word, but it's so cool because it helped me put in perspective my definition of it. And yesterday, whenever I was at my spa treatment for four hours, I was fully immersed in luxuriating in, in being my, myself, right? Like in the physical sense of the word. But what happened was my brain would not settle down. And instead of making this a problem that I said was, you know, the uh, reason why I couldn't fully enjoy it, I just made it part of the experience. So today I'm going to guide you through a few questions and a few things that I experienced yesterday in my full luxuriating mode. And I want to offer them up to you because it might be a way to kind of shed light on opening up your experience to what luxuriating is for you and why you might want more of it. And it kind of ties into my previous episode of focused Uh, techniques where you're like focusing in on your sense of touch or your sense of sound or your sense of sight. So that kind of tied into it a little bit yesterday when I was at the spa. So just kind of going over what I actually did, it's kind of cool because um, 
they were in stages. So I signed up for this spa package that was a stage of like 60 minutes of what they called hydrotherapy and then an 80 minute massage with some um, hot stones, like the hot stone massage. So the hydrotherapy was cool. It started off in a hot, dry sauna. Okay. Many of us have probably experienced this. But what I was doing, you know, she asked me, do you want to be in for five minutes, 10 minutes, somewhere in between? And I told her, let's do the full 10 minutes. It was the first, you know, it was the first experience of the day. And so I was like, all right, let's do this. I can do this for 10 minutes. Kind of mind over matter, but also just feeling all of the senses and knowing that uh, I would be okay. Because the dry sauna kind of freaks me out just a tad. Even though there's a door, no one's locking you in. (laughs) It freaks me out just a tad. So when I was laying there in the dry sauna, I kind of realized, I was like, shit, man, I'm from Texas. This ain't shit. (laughs) We had 105 degree temps when we left. And I was like, I can totally do this. This is really nothing. There's no sun beating down on me. But what I tried to direct my brain to, because of course the brain chatter was nonstop as I laid there on these, you know, oak benches in the dry sauna. Um, I tried to focus in on like, what does this feel like on my arms? What does this feel like on my legs? What does this feel like on my face? And then the coolest thing happened. Like I started to feel myself, um, sweat and that I was like, wow, my body is so smart that it knows how to like perspire to try to cool me down or like bring me back to a normal temperature. So the mind chatter went from focusing on little tiny issues that continue, even though we're on vacation, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like simply because we're in a different place or technically quote on vacation does not mean that the mind chatter stops as if turning off a switch. Now, for some of us, we've practiced how to do this. And so we're like, oh no, that's super easy for me. And that's fine because almost being like, I've practiced this enough to where I can totally turn off the mind chatter is a skill that you should probably be pretty proud of yourself for being able to know how to do. So when my mind chatter came up, I started to direct my mind to like appreciating and being in awe of the things that my body could just do. I focused in on my breathing. I focused in on um, like the warmth of the air from the sauna as it felt when I breathed it in through my nose and out through my nose. It was really cool. So I focused on the sounds because there's like these, you know, little machines that make the heat, these heating elements focused in on the sounds. And really what I did was I just tried to relax every part of my body every time I felt my, my muscles tensing up, particularly in my shoulders and in my hands. Gosh, my hands make these weird, like they make these weird little like gestures. And then I don't even know it until I'm like, damn, my hand is like completely like jazz hands, like automatically jazz hands. And I'm trying to relax here. (laughs) So I had to be like, okay, hands, just relax. Just go limp. Just go limp. It's totally fine. And oddly enough, my hands and my jaw 
would reflect the mind chatter that was going on in my brain. So when my mind chatter was really like getting really, uh, you know, strung up on some little issue, my hands would tense up. And so that's kind of an interesting thing that I noticed just about myself. Um, but what this process did was it, it repeated. So like I was interrupted, you know, right when, um, my 10 minutes were up and she came in and my little guide, she was so cute. Uh, she came in, she led me to the cold room and the cold room was like marble floors, marble walls, this pipe coming down from the ceiling that had, it basically looked like a sonic ice maker with this marble bowl full of ice chips in the middle of it. And so from extreme hot to, uh, ice cold, the room was probably, you know, in the forties Fahrenheit where the dry sauna was probably like 106, 107 Fahrenheit. I don't know if it went that high, but it felt that high. And, um, so I went to this cold room and sat down and started rubbing ice on my arms, on my face, on my chest, and like trying for me personally, trying not to be scared of it because the cold, 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 the shock of the cold can really send my brain into like, ah, this is dangerous. I want to get out. Eject, eject. So I tried to just be like, no, this is good. This is fine. I want to experience this because I know that my body will have this amazing uh, kind of after effect, almost like the glow of putting your body through this kind of stuff. And so the cold room was pretty cool. When she asked me five to 10 minutes, I said five, <laughs> five and only five, make it four if you can. <laughs> um, so that was the cold room. And I went through the same process. I closed my eyes. I focused in on my senses. I didn't make the mind chatter a big deal. And I didn't define the mind chatter. I think this was pretty key for me yesterday. I didn't define the mind chatter as, and I've alluded to this before already, being the ruiner of my time. Like, of course, my mind is going to chatter. I couldn't leave my brain in the hotel room. Physically impossible. So the mind chatter comes with me. And I just sit and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I feel really, really cold right now. And it's going to feel pretty cool. So after the five minutes of the cold room, went over to the steam room, the hot steam room. So the steam room was everything like it is in the movies, except there weren't a bunch of men in towels at their waist with big old pot bellies sitting in there talking business, smoking cigars and shit. It was just a steam room. I was the only one in there. It was super cool. One of the coolest things that I noticed in the steam room that was that, um, you know, I could hardly see my hand in front of my face. So I closed my eyes and I started to feel the drips of the condensation from the ceiling on like random parts of my body. And I was like, oh God, what if one of them drips right into my nose? And it was just funny because, you know, again, there's the brain here to like try to scare me out of what I'm experiencing right this second. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at here is like the core of what I learned through these experiences yesterday in the spa was it's like the physical discomfort turned into the brain being like, get out of here, get out of here. And then I answered my brain with, no, this is going to be already awesome. It really already is. It, it feels great right now. And I'm going to redirect my brain to be like, whoa, it feels so 
cool to have a body that can experience this. And that really is like one of the things that I want you to reflect on. And I would love to make as a suggestion is, especially when things are going on in the world that put our brain into catastrophizing and doomsday mode, it's like, can you redirect your brain back to the goodness of what it is like to be you right now? So the steam room was pretty cool, nice and warm with that steam and the drops. Like I tried to focus in on like right when the drops hit my knee or hit my arm, I tried to feel exactly and like mentally picture exactly what that drop was looking like on my arm as it slid down. And it's just so cool to think of like, gosh, I am in a human body right now. And I know I'm going off on this woo woo tangent, but y'all, if you're a human, you have the, the, the capability to experience this too. Of being in awe of what you have as a, a person with a body. It's like, damn, this is my, this is my body. This is the one and only body I will ever be gifted with. This is how I experience the world and luxuriating and like totally just soaking it all in literally and figuratively is one of the ways to like maximize my experience in the here and now. Like your immediate physical experience. Because I think one of the things that often happens to people, and it often happens to me whenever I'm getting into my, like my work mode or my business mode, or I want to produce, I want to produce, I want to do all these things on my to-do list, is it almost feels like there is a complete disconnect with my body. Like I could be walking down the hall or I could be vacuuming or I could be recording this podcast. And it's almost as if I only live in my head. So luxuriating as an example of going to a spa day, that's when I really refocus my brain into experiencing and appreciating what it's like to have the body that I have. Um, and so, okay, so yeah, after the steam room, pretty cool, came out. I think I was only in there for five minutes. Um, I went to the dreaded ice cold shower. So yes, the mind drama was there. I had two options, okay? I had the shower that had jets going all up and down the walls that would like hit you like, you know, when you're one of those prisoners getting de-loused or whatever they call it. They've got a fire hose and you're up against the wall with your hands on the wall. I didn't want that at all. (laughs) I chose the one with one rain shower head above me with a cord that I could pull and control the flow of water. And I asked the lady, I was like, oh my God, how long do I have to be in here? You know, because my brain was freaking the hell out. And she goes, one second, one second. And I was like, perfect. I'll, I'll do as much as I want. And I was reminded at that very moment, it's like, I do as much as I want or don't want anytime, anyway. And that was really important because I'm getting to this point in my life where I'm like really aware of how much I really do have ultimate control over my experience in my life. I really do. 
And whether that is true or false isn't anybody's business but mine. And I offer that to you too. Like how good it feels to me to be like, okay, I'm choosing to get into this ice cold shower for one second. And I did. And I was in there for about, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds. Like I I just did what I wanted to, called it quits. I didn't look for approval or did I do it right? Or is this what I was supposed to do? I just did what I wanted. And that leads me to a tangent of when it was breakfast time this morning. There's two sides to this Hard Rock Hotel. If any of you have been to it, it's pretty awesome. There's like an adult side, which we stay on. And then there's the family side, which is why we don't have our son with us. It's this wedding is adults only. So we went over to the uh, family side last night for the hibachi dinner. It was great. And I noticed all the kids that were there. And I noticed all the loudness that was there and how I was like, nope, nope. I'll do the hibachi. I'll be with these friends. I'll enjoy my time and I will not come back to this side. (laughs) So when it was time for breakfast this morning and our friends were like, hey, do you want to try the buffet over at the, the family side? I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I really don't think I would be good company. I'm going to stay here and just kind of do my thing and be alone. My husband went over to the family side to for breakfast and he sent me a picture of the hustle and bustle of all the people that were there, all the lines at the omelet station and shit like that. And I was like, yep, I'm really, really glad that I chose my preference and that I was totally fine, like letting everyone else go. I didn't make it mean an effing thing. I just was like, I want to be right here. I want to make the decision that's best for me and not make it mean anything. I didn't think a single thing about what are they going to think about me? I just sat there and stared at the ocean with not a lot of kids around me. (laughs) So the one second cold shower, it's kind of like you choose, you choose what you want to do. After that was the nice, warm, bubbling hot tub. And I got to sit there and be all enveloped in this warm, bubbly water. It was lovely. And then one of my favorite parts was being wrapped up in a towel. I got to um, come out of the hot tub, was wrapped up in a towel, and they have these like lounging, you know, chairs. And I got to lay down and almost nod off being completely wrapped up in these warm, dry towels. So after that was my massage. And the massage, again, it was the same experience. I was like, okay just be putty in her hands. Like whenever she went to move my arm, I didn't try to help her. Like I intentionally was like just completely motionless and she just did whatever with my body. I totally let go of like my muscle control as much as I possibly could. Right. And that really helped me, um, loosen up feel what she was working as far as my muscles in my body. And it was just so cool because I was totally open to it. I didn't want to make conversation. I hardly ever do in a massage. I'm, I'm hoping that some of you feel me on this. Like, I don't want to talk about where I'm from. I don't want to talk about what I do. Certainly don't want to reveal that I'm a teacher because as we know, everybody can talk to a teacher because everybody knows a teacher. Everybody's had a teacher. We are the people of the world. We are the universal like friends, (laughs) especially elementary teachers. So 
even though that's amazing and I love that part of myself. Oh, here's housekeeping. Ignore. Um, as much as I love that part of my job. Okay. I'm going to have to get. Okay. He just wanted to pass us on some agua is all. Yeah. You can't drink the water from the tap here in Cancun. So when they offer you water, take it. So being putty in the hands of my incredible masseuse, Alejandra. Oh my gosh, she was amazing. But I think it's more of a mental thing for me because the mental chatter, the ideas, the the yeses, the nos, the possibilities, the what's going on in the world, all of that is is popping up like like little speech bubbles, little clouds forming in my mind and disappearing just as quickly. That's all kind of in the experience of having my luxuriating moments. And instead of fighting it, which is what I've typically done in the past, when I have my massage, I'm like, oh, I can't stand my brain. Why don't it just turn off and see, I'm just making it worse. So this time with the knowledge that I now have about like resisting the way things are in my brain, I just said, yep, this is part of my luxuriating experience. So now I'm going to go to my notes because I think I'm getting a little off topic here almost, but it's almost like I was practicing full awareness during my luxuriating time, receiving and allowing for the thought loops and the mind drama, and even my indulgent emotions like righteousness, which are tied to my mind drama. And even the victimhood that I was feeling like in these certain situations where I was like, that shouldn't happen that way. I just was like, oh, that's right. That's right. This is just my mind along for the ride of my spa experience. I was able to get myself in a position where I was in awe of my mind, in awe and inspired and appreciative of the fact that I've got mind drama, which is totally opposite of what these last few years I've been like, oh, mind drama to be avoided at all costs. Got to process this shit out. Got to get rid of the mind drama. It's like, no, no, I can also juxtapose that and be like, oh, I'm inspired by my mind drama because I am so glad that I have a mind that can produce drama. Like I have a mind that can go there. I get so um, appreciative of what I've got if I just stop and allow it. Like I can actually be 100% still and feel the physical and emotional amazement and the pleasure of being me. And the pleasure can come physically, like getting a massage, luxuriating, And the pleasure can come like emotionally and mentally if I allow myself to be in this deep appreciation. And I I just noticed like I've practiced and rehearsed for this moment. The moment where I was putty in my massage therapist's hands. Like I've practiced and rehearsed for this moment because I couldn't enjoy a massage if my mind is a complete mess. But still, my mind can be a complete mess. And now I can have it be a complete mess and enjoy the experiences I have. So questions for you. Questions for you. What does it feel like 
to be you right now. Do a physical scan from head to toe, almost like a Xerox machine. From head to toe, like what does it physically feel like to be you right now? What about doing an emotional scan of what it feels like to be you right now? And I would encourage you to go all the way through the bell curve, like from the worst to the best. Like, so what is the worst that you're feeling right now? And that could be, you know, feeling about things that are happening for you in your life, feeling about you, just even calling it out and being like, I feel so ashamed of this part of me is actually okay. Like the resistance to that kind of stuff is what makes it so bad. Or the resistance to what's going on in the world right now can make it worse for ourselves. So acknowledging it and being like, okay, emotionally, this is the worst. And then go up that bell curve to the middle, to the average, like to the meh, meh. The mediocre, the not so great, but not terrible. And then go into the good, like what's pretty, pretty awesome right now. And then to the amazing, like how can you be in awe and inspired and appreciative of the emotions that you have right now? What does your brain offer up in a negative response? Now to know what the answer to this is, is only to notice your thinking. I don't have the answer to this, but your brain is going to offer up a negative response almost always. And many of us, it's just practiced life habit. It's not forever necessarily, but if you acknowledge like, oh, damn, I always go to the doomsday version of my life every time I'm having some fun or whatever the story is for you really is a story that you can notice and be like, hmm. I would like to take steps to change that, but just know getting rid of negative anything is impossible. Now, there's no studies that have shown this other than the fact that we just all have human brains that are going to reveal this negative thinking. And about half the time, we might not feel so great. It's just the way of the human experience. So all the bad in the world is what the brain, the primitive brain, might latch onto to try to juxtapose you feeling good right now. And so just noticing it and being like, oh, that's right. That's what my brain's supposed to do. Good, good thing I have a normal human brain. Here's another um, question. Am I allowing the negative to be there without a fight or letting it ruin my time? Another um, question, am I being 100% honest with those around me about what I need right now and what I want right now? Am I making my desires known to myself first and then others, the people who love me and want the best for me? Am I making my desires known? And I think accepting your desires for your own self first is the way 
one of the best ways to have your own back and be like, listen, I don't want to go over to the kids' side for breakfast. Y'all have a great time. I'm going to sit alone on the adult side and just stare at the pool or stare at the ocean. Like just knowing that I am 100% committed to not going over to the kids' side and that it won't be a problem for anyone else. That is the best way for me to like say what I want. Because if I was like, well, everyone wants me to go, then I would be 100% having no fun over at the kid's side, hating every bite of my breakfast, and just not enjoying it at all. And what is a vacation? It's your time to luxuriate is what it is. Am I attending to my desires in a way that doesn't leave a negative after effect? So what I'm you know, as an example, like drinking way too much might be for someone a way that they're like, oh, I feel so bad today because I overdid it yesterday. That's just an example that's probably accessible to a lot of us. If your desires are like, I want to have fun, but can't I drink just enough wine and have fun and enjoy my morning tomorrow? Yes, there is a balance. Another question, am I holding my relationships in such a high regard that I'm caring for them at the same time as I care for myself? As an example, when Eric and I, my husband and I were preparing to leave for Mexico, our seven-year-old son stayed in DFW. Now, I'm lucky. My dad lives with us. We have the most amazing neighbors on the planet And all of them and all of my preparations, I fed the chickens, I made sure they had enough water, I I boarded the dog. I put all of these things in motion to make sure that I could fully go on vacation and have my loved ones who I care for, particularly my son and my husband and my um, and my father, who I'm, you know, leaving behind physically as I go to Mexico, they are prepared, they are cared for and prepared from what all the things that I've done. That way, when things bubble up with like, oh my God, is they are they okay? I can always reassure myself and be like, yes, I did, I did as much as I possibly could before I left to care for those relationships and care for myself while I'm on vacation. Saying yes and no, here's my last offering. When you're luxuriating, when you're really feeling the the greatness of you, are you saying yes and no to people and things from the immediate gut feeling of what you want? Or are you allowing your primitive brain to like get all in a tizzy and affect what your gut feeling answer is? So going back to that example of I really didn't want to go back to that kid zone after last night's dinner, I kind of made a promise to myself at that point. And I was like, nope, not going back there. So this morning at breakfast, because I made that promise to myself and I had to coach myself a little bit, like telling myself, like, listen, it's not going to matter if you go anywhere for breakfast. That is your breakfast. All of the people who want to be with you are welcome to come along and I can let go of the control or any kind of wishes that I have for other people being with me because all I want is to say yes to what I want 
and then allow others to say yes to what they want. And then we both have that freedom that we are owed and that we are due on our vacation. And it really is the freedom of our mind drama, (laughs) the freedom of overthinking things, the freedom of being on a schedule and the freedom of just making a choice in the moment for yourself and only yourself. So I think that's probably what luxuriating really boils down to is the mind management part of luxuriating allows for the physical experience of luxuriating to be that much better. And even when I was walking back to my room, feeling the sun on my shoulders and just being like, ah, yes, my belly is shaking as I walk. I'm like, at least I have a belly. Like, this is amazing. Like I get to walk. I can, I can walk back to my room. I can feel the sun on my shoulders. I have freedom to go where I want to go in the day to day. I think that is what this luxuriating lesson is, is teaching me is that I can find awe and inspiration and appreciation in the day to day, just as much as I I can find it in annual uh, vacation where I'm spending, you know, hundreds of dollars on, on a spa treatment. If you are a brainstormer, which I'm sure being teachers, a lot of you are, brainstorm a list of all the ways that you can like luxuriate and even throw out things that spend money luxuriating and then that are free that are luxuriating, like taking a walk or having a bath. All these things are optional to us and we can pick and choose what we want based on what we want, which is so cool. And I think that's the way life should be. So until next time, I, oh, I wanted to plug, I'm going to have a free webinar for teachers who are also small business owners or teachers who have a side gig in early July, July 7th to be exact, I'm going to have a free webinar for information about um, fundamentals of business that are like old and tired. And I'm going to give you a new spin on them completely free. If you take what I have to offer in this free webinar on July 7th, it will rock your business mindset for sure and for the better. So tune in for that. If you're not on my email uh, newsletter, then email me, ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com, and I will figure you out. If not, find me on Facebook, Teacher Mindset Coach, and let me know that you want to attend this free webinar because This information is going to rock your business and it's free. So why not? Okay. We will see you guys next time. Bye. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe. So you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the teacher mindset coach Facebook group. So we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.